We are called to stand before kings. Find out why on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and coming to you again this week with, I hope, uh, really relevant um, uh, current information for you and for your family as we face this world uh, during this time of uncertainty. Um, that's why it's so nice to be able to podcast, to be able to get some of this information out. And I encourage you to listen to a whole wide range of different perspectives and, and people coming with their heart uh, and their ideas. And that's why I'm coming to you. I, I feel like the purpose of this podcast, it's real niche, it's real place in this world is to find that place where we can engage culture. Not only engage culture, but bring influence to the culture to be represent representatives of heaven itself here on this earth. I believe that we are called to it. And that's what I'm going to talk about today in this podcast. Um, because it's time that we aren't just biding time here on this earth. What's the point of that? You know, Jesus can take us home anytime he wants to. He's our bridegroom and we are his bride, but he is here. Paul says we're here because of Christ. For us to die is gain, but for us to live is Christ. And, and we live here because he has stuff for us to do. He has work for us to do. And it's not enough to just say, oh, this world is broken. No, we're actually here to engage the world to actually bring real healing and to bring real life and hope and, and, and show the world light, light in a dark place. And that's the purpose of this podcast. I'm hoping to give you language. I'm hoping to give you a demeanor. I'm hoping to give you ideas uh, to engage this culture and this world with, with real life, real time issues. So I'm not afraid to talk about politics or, or the things of this world or culture um, because that's where we, that's the point of the spear. That's why we're here and that's what we're doing. This podcast today is really just dear to my heart because this is way I, the way I think. <laughs> so you're going to get a little insight into, into what I think. I, I want to go to a place that might be even a little controversial at the end. So bear with me as we get to that point and then you can decide how controversial it is. But uh, I think it's important that we, that, we, that we do live on that edge, that we do live in that place of making real impact on this world. And so I want to dedicate this podcast to my children if they're listening, because I believe this is um, a lot of the way I raised you, hopefully, and, and, and really your clarion call here on this earth. So kids, if you're listening, I really want you to lean into this as well. You know, this is entitled Stand Before Kings. It comes from a Bible verse uh, that says uh, in Proverbs, it says, do you see a man skillful and experienced? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. He will stand in honor before kings is another way of saying it. There's other versions that say, if you see a man who is skilled in his work, remember that he will serve kings. 
he will not stand before common people. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. These are big, big phrases. These are big words. When we're in this culture of sort of, um, oh, how should we say it? Inclusion, where everybody is supposed to look and act and be the same. The Bible actually says that we're supposed to be set apart. We're actually supposed to look different. Now that may feel a little bit of a, of an edge runner kind of thing to say, but that's again, the point of this podcast. That's why I said that in the introduction is that we are actually supposed to look different. The world is actually hungry for something. The world is actually longing for something. The world is actually hardwired to desire spiritual things. That's how we're different than the animals. We're not just some highly evolved animal. No, we're different. We're actually created different. We're actually made with a spirit, which sets us apart. And, and as I said just in recent podcasts, it's our spirit that's alive. Our, our body and our soul has actually been nailed to the cross and been crucified with Jesus. We've been raised with him. Now we are alive in spirit. So we are spirit and the world is longing for a spiritual connection with something. That's why the world tends to teeter towards the occult or, or teeter towards witchcraft or, or, or the, the paranormal the world is longing for those things because that's the way we're hardwired. We're hardwired to want the Lord and, and his presence in our lives. So don't be surprised when the world is looking for other things or acting out. That's exactly what we should see because that's what it's hungry for. And so the world is actually looking for those who are set apart, those who, so those who look a little bit different because we have an answer for them and we don't need to apologize for that. We may say, well, that's arrogant. It's not arrogance. It's a confidence in who we are and what we're created. We are supposed to look different. Based on these versions of, of, this, of these Bible verses, we have a choice between being obscure or being common or being unknown or being skilled and experienced, excellent, or set apart, uncommon. That's what he is calling us to. You know, we have a, a place where we can be in the, and, and we're, we're truly in a culture war, a culture battle for our hearts, for our attention, for our minds and for our spirits. And so I like the word sophisticated. It's an interesting word because if we're not careful, we can actually live an unsophisticated life. Let me let me explain. Now, the word sophisticated, the definition, according to Webster, is having, revealing or proceeding from a great deal of worldly experience and knowledge of culture. See, now that's a verse that gets me excited. This is this is a kind of verse. This is, It's not a verse, it's a definition. This is the kind of definition that gets me riled up, that gets me, it gets my attention because it has the word culture in it and you know how strongly I feel about the word culture. I, hopefully you know that I feel strongly about you connecting with culture and changing culture. Well, according to this, uh, you can actually have your greatest place of influence by connecting to the culture. Now, worldly experience, that's a word as Christians that we kind of, oh, we kind of go, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to have worldly experience. But worldly experience doesn't mean that you are inundated with the world. It doesn't mean that you're injected into the world. It doesn't mean that, that you are overcome by the world. 
It means that you understand the world. It means to have an experiential understanding of what the world is like. And that, I believe, in the time in which we live is actually critical. It's actually critical that we as believers actually understand the world. Now, you may say the world is so ugly that we should keep the farthest distance that we can. I believe that's actually a mistake. Because we need to understand the heart of the people that we are trying to help. The heart of the people that the Spirit of the Lord is trying to save. And he has sent us here to actually be the influencers, to actually desire what we have. And in order for that to happen, we actually have to be sophisticated. Now, of course, we think sophisticated as wearing a tuxedo and white gloves and, and, and getting out of a limo. Well, that's a worldly view of what sophistication means. But let's go back to the definition. Having, which means possessing, revealing, which means showing, or proceeding, which means living our life in and out of and through. A great deal of understanding or worldly experience and understanding of the world and knowledge of culture. That blows my mind. Based on that, I want to raise sophisticated children. I want my home, I want the Clausen home to be a sophisticated home, a, a home that has an understanding of the world and a knowledge of culture. It's important. That's what I'm trying to convey in my podcast, not just this podcast, but all my podcasts. I'm trying to convey that it's important that we have a knowledge. Now, the opposite of that, when it says, we will not stand before common people. This is the part that I want to really connect with. Because the word common is, is a word, um, it's the same word that is used for vulgar. There's actually a term in medicine called acne vulgaris. Acne is just having pimples. And vulgaris means common. It's common acne. And so the word vulgar is the word common. It's a commonplace. And it means interestingly, lacking sophistication. That's the definition. Vulgar is lacking sophistication or good taste. It means to be unrefined. It means making explicit and offensive references to sex or bodily functions, coarse and rude. Interestingly, it means characteristic of or belonging to the masses. It's what ordinary common people do. And I don't think it's going to surprise you that when you turn on TV or you turn on the news or you turn on or open a magazine or connect to music, when you think about common music, the things that appeal to the masses, guess what? They are typically explicit, offensive, a lot of references to sex, bodily functions, coarse and rude. They're vulgar. They're common. And it's so hard or difficult sometimes, even we as Christians, to not get enveloped into that, enveloped into the culture. Now, we can have knowledge of culture. That makes us sophisticated, worldly experience, worldly understanding. And we can see that the world is drawn to those things. But it's common. It's common. It's ordinary. When we are actually called to be excellent, uncommon, and extraordinary. Because it's 
in those places that we will stand before kings. Now, why is that important? Because kings have influence. Kings are the gatekeepers. Kings are the ones who have authority over a region or a principality or even a power. And my friends, our battle is never with flesh and blood. It's with principalities and with powers. It's that place. So standing before kings actually brings us a greater place of influence. I I think it's interesting because you look at even those who are running for president right now, most of them have, have unbelievable amounts of influence. Most of them have unbelievable amounts of money. Now we can argue whether that's equitable or right or, but the truth of the matter is, is that they are sitting in a place of kingship. They are sitting in a place of authority. And it's because of the things that they've accomplished, because of their skillful work, because of their experienced place, because they understand the world, because they understand and have knowledge of culture. Guess what? They are actually standing before kings literally, not before common people. Now, where this gets controversial is that you may say, well, Dr. Johnny, are, are you an elitist? Are, are you saying that there are people who are better than other people? And in the eyes of God, clearly the answer is no. There is nobody who is better than other people. But I believe that there are people who have more influence than other people. It's those who stand before kings and not before ordinary men. The word elite is a select group that is superior in terms of ability or qualities to the rest of a group or society. Now, I know I have to be careful because I'm not trying to offend or, or draw comparisons or try to create classes or, 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 again, this elitist type mentality. But we have to understand that we are actually set apart. We are the ones who are actually called to a higher place from a higher place by a higher calling and a higher person, a higher being who operates in higher ways. That's the Lord Almighty. And when we understand that we actually belong to him, that we are seated in him in heavenly places, then we need to understand that we are supposed to operate in a different realm. From heaven to earth. From the throne room. That we, because of who we are, because of the excellence in which he created us, that we are actually set apart and that we are actually called and we are actually skilled in what we are doing so that... We stand before kings. Hopefully you can follow the bouncing ball. We actually have to have vision of who we are. It always comes back to identity, doesn't it? See, I can sit here boldly before you and proclaim on this microphone that I am royalty. I am a son of the most high God. I am a son of the king. And because I know that, I can actually operate in a greater understanding, a greater place in my spirit, a greater understanding and knowledge of who I am and the culture in which I get to serve and transform and influence. That's the connection I want for my children. I want them to have an understanding, such a strong understanding of who they are, of the elite nature in which they were created, that they are superior in terms of ability and quality. Now you may say, wait a minute, this this sounds like it's too much. This sounds offensive. This isn't offensive. This is actually what he created us for, 
to be set apart, not to just appeal to the masses, not to be offensive or coarse or rude. That's actually countercultural to what he created for us. And we actually have to have our guard up so that we don't get swept into those things, that we don't see the things that the world see as, as funny that we see as funny. I, I call it cheap humor. I, I believe the writing today in Hollywood is so cheap that all it is is one sexual innuendo after the next trying to create some kind of, of, of awe factor, some kind of, of, of um, it's, it's so in your face that it makes you laugh. It's that uncomfortable laugh thing. And the writing is so cheap that it's not even clever or smart or sophisticated. We need sophisticated writers that know real humor, that actually can find that place of humor because the Lord loves humor. But what he doesn't like is explicit offensive references to sex or bodily functions, coarse and rude. That's not his culture. So we don't have to be a prude, but we also can appreciate humor, but we can live in that place where we are sophisticated, that we are elite. That's what he calls us to. It's a high calling. It's a high standard. But that's what I want for my children. That's what I want for me, for, for the, that realm of influence, that we can actually live in that place of sophistication. Why? Because we are supposed to stand before kings where we can have the greatest place of influence. That's what he calls us to. 2 Timothy 2.21, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. That's our mandate. That's our call. Let me read that again. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, remember, he will stand in honor before kings. He will not stand before obscure men before common people, before unknown men. He will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. We are pure before him. We operate in his culture. We become a vessel for honorable use that sets us apart, that creates us to be elite, that creates us to be sophisticated enough to actually stand before kings so that we can be useful for the master of the house, the king in which we serve, our father, and we are his children, that we are ready for every good work so that when he calls us, we're there. When the king calls, we are ready to stand before him with influence and with honor. That's the call for my children if you're listening. Don't be dishonorable. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Sit in that place of, 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 of honor, of, of uncommonness, of excellence, of experience, of skill. You, my children, are set apart. You are taken by the king and you're put over here as an example to the world. And you are. I'm so proud of you. That's what you are. Set apart. To do his every good work. To be ready when he calls. Isn't that what we want? 
That's what I want. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for my children. That's what I want for our culture. That's what I want for this next generation. That would be the most sophisticated generation. I don't think anybody's calling that out right now. I know that feels controversial, maybe. But I want this next generation to be elite, to be set apart, to be a to be world changers. I don't think that's out of reach. In fact, I think that's what our culture absolutely needs. The worldly culture is telling us to all look the same, to be just common, to not stand out. You're nothing special. But the kingdom of heaven says the exact opposite. That you are actually not only elite, but you are drawn out. You are set apart by the most high God to bring the greatest place of influence here on this culture. So that we can all stand before kings. Let me know what you think. Go to pushbackculture.org, pushbackculture.org. Leave me a message, a comment, or a question for future topics. I would love to entertain those as well. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for connecting with me again this week and until next week. Let's go together now to set and shape the culture. Oh,